You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 a.m. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. All right, so should we start? Do we have? Do we want to do anything? We could explain why we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just do a quick preface of that. Uh, Jump right in, dude. You want to open us up? Hello. Are you talking to me? <laughs> or, sorry, Shawnee? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello. This is the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is Sean. My name is DJ. And my name is Charlie. We're just a bunch of friends that tell each other scary stories and, you know, trying to have fun while we're doing it. Yeah, that I mean. Uh, <laughs> right now, we're doing our first ever recording remotely uh, because Charles is in California. What's up, guys? <laughs> so bear with us as we figure this out. But by the time you hear this, it'll probably be figured out by then. So <laughs> how's everyone doing? Dude, I'm good. I'm in California. I'm visiting family. We're eating good food. It's been fun. It's been nice. Looks like I'm it hanging was out nice and warm by the pool the other day, too. Heck yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so it was like 80 degrees yesterday, and the day before we got here was 106. Well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My entire family was like... Ever since you've been here, it's been like perfect weather. You guys came at the right time. Bro, it freaking snowed here over the weekend, which was what? slightly <laughs> infuriating because it was the weekend and I had the whole time off. And so I was like, well, we go and explore the snow then. I, for one, was stoked about it. But to be fair, we were all the way up in the mountains. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it was just the Alpine Loop. So... Like up in the mountains, but like 
not that far up in the mountains. Like in Utah Valley, it was pouring rain oh, all yeah. weekend. It was pouring rain. There but, was hail at one point. It was pretty crazy. But we, uh, me, Mallory, and Sean went up to Alpine Loop on Sunday. And the best part was, one of the best parts was that it wasn't crowded. True. Usually it's super crowded at this time of year because the weather's usually perfect. And the loop just opens up so everyone goes to finally be outside. And it was like super foggy up on the drive. So it was like eerie and kind of dope. We were in the clouds. That's what That's what, sick. What it was. It was crazy. Yeah. So we're hiking through the woods and we're in the clouds and it started snowing and it was kind of crazy. But yeah, dude, God just blew some mad cloud down at us. <laughs> just vape so, life. Yeah. <laughs> the actual Damn vape. Damn you. Vape God. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah, it was wild. I've never seen it snow in June, ever. It was weird. <laughs> Dude, what's happening? 2020. Don't <laughs> say it can get worse. Everything is chaotic right now. Well, at least it'll keep us on our toes, you know? That's but. true. Yeah. All right, I, I just wanted to uh, start by saying I am sorry. I'm sorry to DJ for making fun of his ankles for all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? So, oh, dude, this sucked so bad. Okay, so we went on a hike with my mother, and it was super easy hike. It's like four miles in, four miles out to these really, really pretty marble falls, right? And about a mile in, I step off a rock, take your foot, and then turn it completely 90 degrees to the right. <laughs> And I stepped off about a, a rock that's like a foot above the ground, just directly down onto the side of my foot. Oh, no. <laughs> and the, the instant it made contact with the ground, searing hot pain shoots through my body. And I'm like, ah, no. Dude, you're supposed and to walk on it right away. Everyone I was with was like, oh, it's good. It's good. Just walk it. Walk it off. Walk it off. And I'm like, okay. But in my head, I'm like, dude, this is more than just Wait. to walk it off. <laughs> Oh, so because of all the peer pressure, you continued the hike. When you yeah, and I didn't easily want, I didn't want to be a around. baby. No, nah, dude. And that's it's like, I wanted to be to a it. tough dude, you know? <laughs> so I was like, they were like, no, you're fine. Just walk it off, walk it off. And so I stepped a couple times and they're like, oh, you can put pressure on it. So you're good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Tears in my eyes. And then I hike four more miles to the, the Marble Falls, you know? I know my foot is swollen. I know it's super swollen inside my shoe because all of a sudden my shoe is super tight. Yeah, and you don't take that shoe off. No, I was just like, I don't even want to take it off because I don't want to put it back on. Yeah. For a while, I was I was thinking maybe I should let it soak in the river because the river's super cold, so it might be good for it, but I didn't do that. Hmm. Anyway, we pack up, we start to hike back out, and about a mile back out, I step off a GD rock <laughs> <laughs> and land directly on my foot. 90 degrees to the left <laughs> oh my gosh Charles. and this one hurt just as much if not more than the first time and i was like okay i know it's effed up now but i didn't say anything because they already told me to walk it off so i hiked four more miles on this foot i get home i take my shoe off and i know i was like this thing is gonna be huge and I take my sock off, and it looks like someone cut open my ankle and just sewed in, like, three golf balls on the side of my foot. <laughs> Long story short, I sprained my ankle hella bad, and in some weird way, I was happy that it looked so messed up because I was like, 
I knew it. <laughs> I have uh, sprained my ankle really bad twice. Both of them were while wearing low-top shoes. You remember that one time we hiked out to Stewart Falls in the middle of the night and did like Bigfoot calls, squatching and stuff, Charles? Totally. That was one of those times because it was in the <laughs> middle of the night and I hit a rock and just rolled the sh out of my ankle. It was like bruised all the way up to my knee, bro. It sucks, dude. Yeah. It sucks so bad. It was after that that I got my high top like hiking shoes. I was like, I'm not doing this again, bro. Bro, the first time I realized white moms were pilled up to the gills, <laughs> uh, I was like camping with a bunch of families and we were playing volleyball and I just came down directly on the side of my ankle and I like limped off the court and I sat down and I took my sock off and all the moms saw how big my ankle was. And immediately, 18 purses opened up, and I was handed so much Percocet and Vicodin and, like, Norco, just, like, every painkiller ever. And I was like, what the hell? Just, like, Plan B and... <laughs> yeah, the day after pill, <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> bro, you gotta, you, know, you gotta stay pilled up, bro. <laughs> I know. I was like, damn, y'all are wild. When I was at Coachella, <laughs> um, as a Mormon boy... <laughs> Um, I think it was like day three and there's something called the Coachella lung and it's a polo field. So it's nice and grassy, but after the first day, it's not grassy anymore. Dust. It's dirt. Yeah. And it's dust. So people start wearing masks. A lot of people start wearing masks and they're not breathing in all that dust from 600,000 people. Yeah. I'm wearing masks <laughs> before it was cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coachella. but we were standing in line to go into this one stage and literally everyone around me was like coughing. And they all had the Coachella and uh, I had cough drops <laughs> <laughs> prepared for this. Okay. And I was like, anybody want cough drops? <laughs> and I was handing out cough drops and everyone was thanking me and Bro, saying how charged. this was better than any edible that they've gotten the whole weekend. <laughs> so... I was uh, the Mormon plug. Business idea, bro. I hate myself. <laughs> Dude, you were the Coachella cleric. Yeah. Hey, I, had, hey. I had cough drops. I was strapped with uh, emergency. Ooh, okay. Because everyone's carrying around their camel packs. So you just throw a little bit inside your pack. Uh, and Staying immune. Yeah, I had extra earplugs. Dude, I was set up. <sighs> Dude, you are a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I just want my people healthy. And I want them to enjoy <laughs> know, the festival. <laughs> That's I'm one of those moms <laughs> taking care of my children. Uh, thanks, King. Sorry, uh, you. Uh, it's Queen to you. Sorry, you oh, uh, sprained your ankle. Um, anything else on the agenda, my guys? Uh, no, not from me. Do we have a question? No. If we don't have anything, I'm just going to tell a story of when I almost died. What about the one with your your dick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Weren't you going to tell that last week? I kind of want to tell it in person. Oh, uh, okay. okay. You want to show us your dick? <laughs> yeah. I, I really got to show, show you what person. happened. <laughs> it's a show and Dude, tell Dude, show now, us bro. on the web. This will be uh, a <laughs> dick pics. Everybody subscribe to Charles's OnlyFans. <laughs> it's uh, California Roll at 69.com. <laughs> California mm, nice. Uh, Follow it's Unagi my, uh, Mommy. <laughs> Tell us about the time you almost died. Okay, this story is kind of wild, so bear with me. All right, so 
because of where I grew up, there was not a lot to do, right? Yeah, totally. That's for sure. So <laughs> That we know. You guys have been there. You've seen it. So what we started doing was just exploring everything. There was a lot of like development in my city for a really long time. So buildings were getting constructed. Large office buildings were being built. And at night, me and my friends would just go run around and explore them, right? I see you. So we had almost, we had fancied ourselves like little parkour runners. Oh, (laughs) okay. Even though we couldn't do anything, we would just like climb stuff, jump off of it, run through (laughs) buildings, right? Do a somersault every once in a while. Heck yeah. (laughs) Throw in a cartwheel and a little razzle dazzle. (laughs) Some bunny hops. We would run from a lot of the bike cops that were in Visalia. And so we were out one night. It had been raining the week previous. And we were going through this office building that was being built. And it's pitch black. Just think of like your your basic house that's being built, except it's an office building. So there's just framing up everywhere. It's cement floors. There's like half the drywalls up, right? And I'm running through the building and I'm going through these slats like of the framing and I can fit right through them, right? Mm. So I step through one and I run, step through another and I run. And I step through the third one, and all of a sudden, I'm just enveloped in blackness. And I don't understand what's happening, but I'm horizontal, and I'm falling. <laughs> like, it was, it was the weirdest feeling ever. Like, I had just stepped through the frame of this um, wall, and all of a sudden, I was in black. And I kind of realized after a second, I'm falling a great distance. After a second, yeah. And all of a sudden, I go, smack! And I hit the ground. And what had happened is I had fallen through all the way down to the basement over like a parking garage (laughs) that I didn't know was there. (laughs) How many stories was that? So I fell probably like 10 feet. (laughs) Like 12 feet. I was thinking like 10 stories. (laughs) No. But I fell into a basement that had been filled with water because it was raining. And there was a rebar sticking up. Oh, so basically, so like you guys know what rebar tiger is? Tiger trap, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was a piece of rebar that was sticking straight up that landed about a foot away from me that I would have a hundred percent been impaled on if it had like hit my chest or stomach. But instead, I hit it with my hand, and it went straight into my hand. <laughs> is that why you can do the weird hand thing now? <laughs> Probably, dude. <laughs> uh, so I, I honestly, I hit the water. I have no idea what just happened. It was like the weirdest feeling ever. I don't know how to describe it. And I hear from behind me, my friend go, Charlie? Because from his point of view, he just saw me step through this <laughs> this frame and then completely disappear. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I'm, I'm down here. <laughs> and anyway, long story short, I climb out of the pit and I this rebar stuck straight into my hand. So I had to pull my hand off of it. I had to put the chunk of skin back in the hole. Mm. <laughs> Yummy. And then walk down like three or four blocks, shirtless and soaking wet, to a Denny's. <laughs> but luckily, it was like two or three in the morning at this Denny's, so I fit right in with all the other weirdos that were there. And uh, I don't know. Should I keep going? Yeah, keep going. It's so weird. Like, not having you guys here, I can't like feel. <laughs> I just feel like I'm talking to no one. <laughs> uh so i'm sitting at the table i'm like achy my body hurts i'm freezing cold someone lent me their tank top so i'm just wearing a tank top and i have this huge hole in my hand 
So I decide, I was like, man, I got to wash this, like, the centimeter deep hole in my hand. I got to wash this dirt out. So I go to the bathroom, open the door, walk in, and there is a man in the stall. It's one stall, and something is happening. It sounds like a mighty tussle. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of movements. There's a lot of there's a lot of noises from him. There's just and I'm one just like, person in that stall, then, dude. I at the time couldn't tell you. I had no idea. <laughs> so I'm very wary of this. This is odd activity, and I just start cleaning out my wound when the stall door like kicks open, and a man, the entire size of the stall, is in there. <laughs> He was, a, he was a wide fella. And he steps out and he sees that he's not alone because I was being really quiet. He sees that he's not alone and he's like, oh, uh, uh, don't, don't, I don't go in there. Yeah, yeah. Someone, uh, someone really did a number in there and they didn't clean it up, but I almost got it on me. <laughs> uh. And I'm just like, okay. I'm, I'm like 17 at the time, keep in mind. So I'm like, uh, okay, sir. And as he steps out, I can see behind him, and there is Dudu Kaka, <laughs> like four feet up the wall behind the <laughs> toilet. <laughs> and he just like quickly runs out and runs away. Didn't wash his hands? <laughs> no, Motherfuck. he was mortified that someone caught him in the middle of it. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and I was just like, dude, life is not real right now. Like, what is happening? And then a friend of mine comes in and he's like, dude, I'm about to crap my pants. And I'm like, oh, man, you can't go in there. <laughs> and he's like, why not? I have to go so bad. And I was like, all right. And he, he goes in and I, I hear him scream. <laughs> but he has no choice. He has to use it. And I just laugh and leave. Uh, uh, oh, man. Um, <laughs> this will not be going up on air. But I have a similar story that happened about it about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so you you ever so wait, we're ever, cutting right now <laughs> yeah cut all right anyway should we do this thing let's do this this show is sponsored by better help we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart, my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try, give better help a try. Uh, we want to hook you up. Um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet, uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3am and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 3am. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Roll. I'm rolling the 20-sided die to see who gets to tell their story first. I've rolled a two. I got a 13. All right, DJ, roll for me. Charles got a 16. This is Charles, hey. me, and then Sean. Hey, it's in the order we're sitting. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for me tonight, first one, first story, took place in 2013 to a girl named Rochelle Harris. So Rochelle was in her home, just living her life mundane, when she started hearing scratching in her house. Nope. And no matter where she went in her house, she would hear this scratching. You know, obviously it probably freaked her out. She probably looked places but she could not shake this scratching noise shortly after the scratching she started having pretty severe headaches with these headaches the scratching continues she does her best to like ignore the scratching and continue on in her day and eventually she goes to sleep when she wakes up she still has a pounding headache and the scratching is louder and now she looks down at her pillow and there is weird green liquid all over her pillow and the headaches are so severe she thinks it's some crazy ear infection so she goes to the doctor and the doctor checks in her ear and says ma'am you have a whole nest of maggots inside of your ear (laughs) so Rochelle had recently returned from a trip from Peru where she distinctly remembered a fly crawling into her ear, landing on her ear, and she swiped it away, right? And she thought that's all that happened. But apparently the fly had laid eggs deep inside her ear that hibernated and then hatched when she got home. Was it the bot (laughs) fly, dude? No, I think it was just like a Peruvian fly. I don't think it was a full bot fly. Um, Which is even more terrifying. (laughs) So you're welcome. To me, I was like, this isn't a conventional scary story, but it is the scariest story. (laughs) Okay, that's actually what I'm most afraid of. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) I guess, dude, because I haven't said the word as many times in any other stories. I mean, yeah, that definitely got Sean. Sean reacted (laughs) hard to that. So a, a grizzly bear in the woods and you're by yourself? Or... A nest of maggots in both ear holes. I take the grizzly bear. Really? Yeah, dude. Wow, that's a hard question. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> but I, I, my gut leans towards bear. Really? Mine leans towards the flies. Ugh. I can go to a doctor and get that removed. Or I can face a bear, go to the doctor, and get my life removed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. All right. That was just a little appetizer. Oh, we've been tizzed, bro. All right. So my next one comes. To, <laughs> my next one is out of. Dude, I like this format right now. I think it's fun. <laughs> okay, it's just from different. Now on, one of us isn't invited anymore. <laughs> yeah. Whoever lo- rolls last. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go to the other room that the we ne- set up a mic alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charles brought up. Uh, an idea that honestly terrifies me, but I think would be so fun. 
earlier on the phone when we were talking about the logistics of tonight, how we would set all of this up. He says, dude, if this works, we know how to record remotely. We should, one, at one point, go to remote haunted locations and record together over the air all by ourselves in each in three different locations. I'm in. I'm I'm, in. I'm also in for that. Dude, you know it would be terrifying if we do that and we could see something like in the background of Sean's video. Oh <laughs> dude, I think that's that that one uh video chat horror movie. You remember that dude? Unfriended. Unfriended, dude. <laughs> dude, if I do that, I'm se- I'm setting up like I'm going to try to have like a mirror in front of me so I could see watch behind me the whole time. Smart, smart. Dude, I'll definitely be in a corner and be able to okay, like that see also smart. <laughs> DJ's just like, go ahead with your mirror. Buying, <laughs> he's buying an open door with his back to it, but a mirror's in yeah. front of him. I'm, like, I'm good. I'm in the corner, but facing the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can turn around. <laughs> I have the power of reflection on my side, bro. <laughs> reflection, God, and anime. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, that would be peak 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, dude. Be real scary. We get some real emotions. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Charles, but continue. Yeah. All right. No worries. All right. Next story is out of Western Pennsylvania. Okay. Pittsburgh. Uh, I can't remember where where it's at. I don't think it's near Pittsburgh. It's, it's near like a smaller town. Erie. No. No. There's only two in Western Pennsylvania. I know. <laughs> okay. So fine. This is Western PA. A young kid decides to go out hiking. And I think his buddies have decided to go to the cabin before him. And he's going to hike from a, from a certain position and hike to the cabin. So he's going to spend like one or two days alone before he gets to the cabin. Mm-hmm. So he's hiking through. He's about 14 years old. And he finds a good spot where he wants to settle down for the night. It's a clearing in the woods, super secluded. Um, There is like some service roads kind of near, but not really. He feels good about the spot. So he sets up his tent and goes about his day. I mean, he probably has a fire and just relaxed, right? Hmm. So that night he goes to sleep and he can hear the sounds of the woods all around him. We all know that noise and we all know that feeling, at least hopefully, if you don't go do it. And as he's lying there, he realizes the sound gets quieter and quieter until it's very quiet. And there is no more sound in the woods. And all he can hear is a light crunch of leaves. And at first they're far off, but he realizes that they're getting closer and closer. And not only that, they're coming straight to his tent. He's silently listening. He's terrified. And what's worse is the footsteps come to his tent and just start circling the clearing over and over. So he's laying in his tent terrified when all of a sudden and without warning, the footsteps stop and he doesn't hear them again until the zipper of his tent starts to come undone. Hell no, bro. (laughs) And before he can react, a man's face comes through the hole in the tent and he has no eyes, no nose, and he leans in almost above the kid's face, and he says, says the words, I never asked for much, and then slowly backed out of the tent and walked away into the darkness. Ew. 
He got a mouth, though? He had a mouth. But no nose and no eyes. Okay. Well, it seems convenient, so, you know? <laughs> the scariest part of this story is that this man exists. For real. Explain. So what's truly terrifying about this, I mean, it's a scary story that I'm sure scared a lot of people, or the idea of that's super scary, right? Mm-hmm. But this incident is actually based off an urban legend in western Pennsylvania. And that urban legend is known as the Green Man or Charlie No-Face. Oh, I've heard of Charlie No-Face. Damn. What have you heard? Hmm. I have a Japanese friend named Charlie with no eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you can't make jokes like that right now. (laughs) In this climate, dog? (laughs) No, no, I'm being dumb. Sorry, stop, stop listening to me. Okay, uh, well, this is based off an urban legend in western Pennsylvania. And I'm going to go over it for our Patreon listeners. Ooh, you lucky dogs. <laughs> okay, so this urban legend terrorized people all over like the East Coast for a very long time. All right, uh, that's me tonight. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, thank you, thank you, thank you, Charles. It's been fun so far. Uh, me next. Okay. So this story comes from Hannah. And Hannah uh, is big into music. Hannah worked in an after-school music studio teaching private lessons. And a lot of times she would be there late with her lessons. The students that she would tutor and whatnot would finish up their lessons, leave, and then she would kind of close up, wrap things up, and then lock up the building as the last person there. And she said that this was an old building that they were in. And as soon as she started working there, she heard all these stories of people's experiences being in the building alone or by themselves. Stories such as hearing music being played when they knew they were the only ones there. Stories of footsteps throughout the hallways. All your typical haunted house things, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Hannah says that she's always been kind of sensitive to these things. Uh, And she didn't experience anything for a while until for some weird reason, at one point when closing up for the evening, being the last person there, she felt what she said, something very eerie in the building that night. She said, I felt as if somebody was genuinely in the room with me and was watching my every move. So at that point, she gets all her stuff and she hustles out as quickly as she could. This feeling doesn't leave her for the rest of her time there. And not only there, but when she goes home, driving in the car, she feels like someone's sitting with her in the seat, watching her. She tries to shake it off. She can't stop thinking about it. She falls asleep thinking about it. She wakes up thinking about it. She just can't shake it. So... This goes on for a while, and this feeling is growing on her. You know, when she started there, there was nothing. Now, it's everything. Hannah lives with her boyfriend at the time, and he wakes up and leaves her work at 6 in the morning on weekdays. So she goes into work at about 8.30. So she's there for a couple hours sleeping in before she, she leaves the house. But for those couple hours, she's all by herself. She said one day her boyfriend had gotten up as usual, left the house at six. 
She sleeps in and until about 7.30. She gets up. She takes a shower. She gets in. She said while she's in the shower, immediately she feels this presence super strongly more than ever before. And the thought comes into her head. This person is in the bathroom with me right now. You, you felt that? Has anybody felt that? Like specifically well, in the I shower? Know. Yeah. Only when I know that person is in the bathroom with me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, only, the most I felt was like paranoia. Like as a kid, I don't know what it was. Maybe if it was watching the movie Psycho, but after one, some point, I always felt the need to check outside the shower curtain. A hundred percent, dude. <laughs> Before finishing up. I would put shampoo in my hair. And then as fast as possible, wash it out so I didn't have to close my eyes that long. And then check all around and make sure no one's in there. And I think it is because of the movie Psycho, dude. Yeah. Crazy how a movie can change one small part of your daily environment. (laughs) But um, no, this is what I assume Hannah is going through. But I guess at a heightened level, she says, there's somebody watching me shower right now. She feels this so strongly. To the point where she shouts out loud, please, please leave me alone. At which point she hears. Ew. Footsteps leaving out of the bathroom and hearing the front door slam shut. Not the bathroom door, but the front door. Loud enough where she could hear it from her running shower. Weirdly enough, she feels instantly better because this thing is not with her anymore that might have this opposite effect on some people but that's not the worst part oh shit the worst part for hannah was the confirmation i mean that's pretty terrible confirmation beyond what happened she turns off the shower grabs her towel towels off a little bit wraps it around her opens the curtain and What she sees, she has no answer for. But what she sees is wet footprints leaving the bathroom. Oh, that means it was in the shower. To her front door. Oh. So Hannah says, this really did happen to me. Tried to reason it away and find logical explanations. But nothing has made sense so far. I genuinely believe that this spirit got a little too close for comfort. And decided to pop in the shower with me that morning. Gross. Yeah. It's <laughs> a pervert ghost, dude. I related that story just because of what we talked about earlier. It's like we've all felt the paranoia of being in the shower, feeling like you're not by yourself. But, dude, have you seen, I think it might be The Grudge. Mm-hmm. Dude, I have not seen The Grudge or The <gasps> Ring. I don't know why I always pair those movies together. What the hell, DJ? But I've not seen either. Creepy Girls. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. No. And Creepy they also Asian came out girls. like around the same time. Yeah, yeah. So All right, sorry, keep going. The no, grunge. let's let's watch those when, when we get home. Dude, let's do it. What I was saying is in the grudge, I think there's a scene in the shower where she's showering and she's doing her hair. Uh, and it reaches out of the back of her head. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, and it reaches up and grabs the back of her head and she like spins around all quick and there's nothing there. I've seen that. I've seen that clip. But that's what that reminds me of. Uh just a short story. But that's me. I like it. That was pretty creepy. All right, guys. Let me finish you 
off right now. (laughs) So this story comes from our friend Sarah. Not actually our friend, but wait. They're now our friend, Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. This comes from a while ago as well, when she was like 14, something like that. And one night, her and a couple friends are going to have a sleepover. So she heads over to her friend's house, and she said, this is pre-smartphone era, so after about an hour of chilling, hanging out, they're like, well, what do we do now? So one of them is like, we have a Ouija board. Let's play with a Ouija board. And all of them trying to, you know, act tough. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. So they whip it out, and they start playing with this Ouija board. Now, she says that they played with it for half hour to an hour or so, and really nothing strange or exciting happened. Randomly, they'd get a yes or a no or feel like it was being pulled in a certain direction, but there are four of them, so like maybe it was just one of them messing around. You never know, right? Totally. So after about an hour, one of the friends quits, decides she's had enough of it, goes like lays down on the bed and starts doing her own thing. The other three are still playing. And now it kind of seems pretty apparent that something is pulling the planchette in directions on this Ouija board. Like there's someone there now. This is the moment in every movie or scene with a Ouija board where things start to escalate it's like stop doing that you know? what are you doing yeah. i'm not doing it. i swear me. kelly if you don't stop i'm going home <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling mom yeah and i'm sure there was some of that but at this point the three are still playing and they decide to ask if there's something there to which they get a yes afterwards they ask uh what's your name and it responds its name is ian So there's an Ian in the room with them playing a Ouija board with them. (laughs) Then they start asking it questions, answering random questions like where they're from, yada, yada, yada. They then decide to ask Ian to prove that he's there because, like, they still think each other are messing around, you know? And they're like, prove that you're in this room with us. Lift one of us up. Oh. And no sooner than they ask that question, Sarah, and they're sitting around this table, like kind of crisscross applesauce around the Ouija board, and then to the side is their friend that had just quit. But Sarah all of a sudden feels this cold rush come up her spine, and then she feels a slap on her back. And then her shirt start getting grabbed, and lifted. And while this is happening, the friend who's off to the side starts screaming because she can see there's nothing there and her shirt is being lifted off of her back right now. She starts screaming. Sarah, at the same time as it's happening, starts freaking out. She like jumps to her feet and starts swatting everything. Like, like she knows she's like, she's trying to swat a spider or something. (laughs) And the other two friends start screaming as well. But they don't know why. They just, the other friends are screaming. So they're all screaming now. Help her. <laughs> <laughs> and 
once she realizes that there's nothing grabbing her shirt anymore, she tells the other two friends what was going on. And they all start freaking out, and they go back to the board, and they just say they gathered their wits enough to tell it goodbye. So they say goodbye, pack up the board. At this point, they had stayed up basically all night. So like they start seeing a little bit of sunshine coming through the windows, but they're all exhausted. So they start to fall asleep, except for Sarah, who is still terrified and freaking out. So she's laying on like one of the couch cushions or something they pulled off of the couch. She's got this sheet over her because that's all they could spare from the bed. And she, as she's laying there, feels this rush of cold come back over her. But like not a rush. It's like a slow started with her feet. Like a creep. Like a creep. And it starts creeping up her body till it gets towards her chest. And as she's getting really cold, the sheet starts to lift up off of her body. And she screams again, rushes over to the Ouija board, grabs it down, and starts begging whatever it is to stop. She does that for a solid few minutes. Her friends are still out, so she didn't scream very loud. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, how are they out during all this? And finally, that cold feeling goes away. As it does, she sits herself down in the corner of the bedroom, just kind of curled up in a ball with her arms around her legs, just kind of, you know, rocking back and forth, waiting for it to be not so early that she could call her mom to come pick her up. So after a what seems probably like a lifetime to her at this point, it's not too soon to call her mom. So she goes and calls her mom, asks her to be picked up. Now her mom's like, well, it's kind of strange that she'd want to be picked up at probably what f- five, six in the morning from sleepover, but she comes and picks her up anyways. She picks her up, and they start taking off to go home. She's sitting in the passenger seat, Sarah is, and she's kind of going through this in her head, like, how do I bring this up to my mom without... Because her mom is hardcore, just like Christian, and she has said that she's an atheist. She doesn't believe in any of this. And she's, I don't, I don't feel like this conversation is going to go anywhere but downhill. So she's trying to think of what's the best way to bring this up and tell her mom about it. So she asks her mom, have you ever had anything paranormal happen to you? Her mom thinks for a second and she says, well, yeah, actually, have I ever told you about Ian? (laughs) And, Sarah's heart drops into her stomach and that cold rush comes back over her body. She hears her mom tell her that. And then her mom decides to tell her about Ian. She says, well, when I was in high school, my boyfriend at the time, his name was Ian. And when we were both seniors, he ended up getting in a car accident and passing away. So for weeks after the funeral, after the fact, People that were that knew Sarah's mom said that they would see Sarah's mom or Ian out by Ian's grave in the graveyard. And these were people who were very close to Sarah's mom, like her sister or her mother, and they knew that she wasn't there, but they saw her nonetheless. And she doesn't go into much detail after that because Sarah kind of cuts her off and is like, well, and decides to give her the Cliff Notes version of what just happened over the last couple of hours. 
And when she's done telling her story, Sarah's mom is like, can you please not talk about it anymore? Let's, let's just let it go. <laughs> and so Sarah's like, uh, okay. But when they get home, she realizes that she can still feel the hand that was smacked her in the back earlier that night. And she asks her mom to take a look at it. So she takes off her shirt, and her mom finds this red handprint just on the back of her back. And they took a picture of it, and she says she has a picture somewhere but couldn't find it. She said that that handprint lasted probably two days after. But since then, to my knowledge, Sarah and her mom do not talk about paranormal activity anymore. Or Ian. Or Ian. They leave Ian where he is, in the graveyard. Stuff that, dude. <laughs> but that is that is me tonight. Wait, Little so what mystery. was what was the relation between Ian and the mom? Boyfriend, girlfriend. Okay, boyfriend, girlfriend. Yes, and he died in a car accident. They weren't together. Sarah's mom and Ian were together at the time. Oh, during the car accident. Well, or no, they weren't together. They were at dating. The time she wasn't in the accident. They yeah, were yeah, yeah. dating. Yeah, okay, yeah. and there's no other accounts of Ian like hidden up anybody else <laughs> no bro how, how, what would go through your mind body and soul when your mom says have i told you about ian i'd be like <laughs> i'd open the car door and just hop out <laughs> eject the moon eject osito yeah. cuz <laughs> okay bye um <laughs> yeah I don't know, dude. Oh, yeah, man. no, dude. That story was good, and then all of a sudden it was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That part—that's when it became like more real for me. When mom was like, "I ever told you about Ian, bro?" Yeah, and that's creepy that it went after Sarah too. Like in her, it's little prove that he's there. Experiment. I have a theory, or not a theory, but I just wonder if that truly is Ian or just something that knows the history and is pretending. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Could be. Well, what was that? Was there like a one of the Ouija board movies that came out like a minute ago where it did something like that? Like tried to say it was so-and-so, but it wasn't. It was like some demon. I'm sure. I'm sure there is. (laughs) Pulled the old switcheroo on him. (laughs) It's not Ian. It's Raymond. (laughs) Beelzebub. Bezelbub. Bezelbub. Zuzu. Oh, God. Ew, okay, yeah, yeah. Any and all of those. Hmm. Legion, bro. <laughs> uh, but to this day, she said, like I said, she was atheist, and that's the one thing that she's never been able to explain. Huh. Like, she randomly will think about it at times and then just be like, I still can't explain away what happened here. Of course he can't explain it because he don't believe it. <laughs> So there you go. Dude, that is the wild. Believe. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. What if I had touched that broken Ouija board down in that mental asylum? What you did, and maybe that's what. Now. What's the matter with you? Not just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just got to tell me my real name now, bro. <laughs> Jeez. Should we wrap this up, or do you guys want to discuss things further? <laughs> I think I don't have anything else. I don't right. have anything else. Uh, guys, this might be a short episode this week, but we are going to be getting 
back to normal schedule. I'll be back in Utah tomorrow. So everything should be back. This is just fun for us to figure out how to do this remotely. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, guys. Um, Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. With everything that's going on out there, we hope everyone's doing all right and staying sane and just, yeah, doing the things that they need to do to stay healthy mentally and physically. With that said, uh, trust your gut and watch your back, guys. Bye. Love you. Be safe. Be careful out there. Okay, bye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Something is creeping in. Don't follow it down. Let me introduce you to Barry Clue, an authorised financial advisor from New Zealand and a very special kind of stain on humanity. He was a very uh, knowledgeable young guy. He was a registered financial advisor. Type of guy that was bending over backwards to help you. Now you could be forgiven for thinking that Barry sounds like a great guy. And you'd be right. Well, right up until the point when you're wrong. It was all fictitious. You stole from my son who has a disability. Chris never knew. He died believing that we're all taken care of. A psychopath is somebody who lacks empathy, acts impulsively. I think there's a strong case that Barry might be all of those things, actually. To find out how Barry Clue stole over $15 million from 81 victims, subscribe to Clueless, the long con. That's Clueless, spelt K-L-O-O-G-H-L-E-S-S.